Ahead of the Game podcast can explore potentially sensitive and triggering topics throughout each episode, including, but not limited to, mental health, physical health, trauma, addiction, and even death. If at any time you become triggered or impacted, please connect with your local resources or report to your local emergency room. Ahead of the Game is not intended to be a substitute for professional mental advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All opinions expressed by Ahead of the Game guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of the Ahead of the Game host, Sage Elite Healing, or its team of professionals. Always seek the advice of your licensed medical professional regarding questions or concerns with your mental and physical health. Please know there is help and you're not alone. All right. How are we doing? Welcome to Ahead of the Game podcast with myself, Mark Van Steenberg, Mr. Brandon Bostic, Mr. Zach Moore. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. TJ Fisher. Man, we're going to bring a totally different perspective today. Mr. TJ Fisher. A brand new one. One I know here. nothing about. I mean, this is this is one I, where I'm actually going to be learning today. One day in my life, and it was like it was so loud. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, Wait, where'd you go? <laughs> what race were you at? It was in. It was in like North Carolina. I think it was like the. Oh, I want to say the Coca-Cola 500. It was one oh, yeah. of those races. Uh, the Coke 600. Hey, uh, so Mr. TJ, race yeah. car driver. What's up? race wants to race anything on on any type of wheel right on any type of surface you know um if there's a racetrack anywhere near you you might find mr tj fisher so tell me man um knowing the athletic mind um where did you get that that drive for that acceleration in in that speed i know that's almost like a drug as as well where did where did you kind of pick that up along your way Oh, yeah. Racing is definitely, it's a drug first and foremost. Um, it's, it's like, (laughs) it's an addiction after like, I've been doing it since I was seven or eight years old in go-karts. Um, my dad was like a local go-kart, you know, local legend in the go-kart ranks. Um, but it was just like, it was a super small track, whatever. So I grew up there and like, I was just at a go-kart track every weekend and like, I'd help wrench for my dad and caught the bug. The weird thing is though, is that like, (laughs) I'm, I'm not like a fast guy. Like I'm actually pretty like my pace when in everyday life is slow. And you find with drivers like that, like they're kind of like more slower than you would imagine. You know, we're not the speediest. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's, it's weird. Cause it's like you almost slow down when you race, but you have to slow it down because it's so fast. It's like, you know, you see like a fighter pilot or whatever. It's happening so fast, but for them, it's slow. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just see, even so seeing growing it. up, like growing up, you always wanted to be like a, um, like a driver. Pro driver. Yeah. Like that was Something. Your like, what was your, yeah. You always want to be a pro driver. I wanted to, I wanted to race an Indy car. That's what I wanted to do. Like ah. do the 500. Oh, okay. Um, big race or formula one too. Like me and my dad watched that, but like, yeah, formula and formula one is so big right now in the States, but um, yeah, like anything, I would race anything. I saw like any kind of racing and like, yeah, sign me up. Like, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, you, you race multiple different types of cars, correct? Yeah. I, mean, I got into, I looked at some of, some of, some of the, the pictures I saw of doing my research of you is like, I saw different types of cars. And so I was like, oh man, okay. I'll just, I'm going to let him describe all that. <laughs> well, yeah, I've raced open wheel cars, which was kind of like the path to any car, okay. but then I, started racing Porsches and got into sports car racing and then got, got into Baja racing, desert racing, basically. So Ooh, that's, okay. those are some like home built, like off road machines that are just like the craziest car. It's the craziest car. Like you, you go over the craziest terrain um, and you're <laughs> out there like blasting through the desert. So I've kind of like, that's, yeah, I've done a lot so of awesome. different disciplines. That's so awesome. I mean, I think as you, um, I, thinking about at the athletic mind, I, you know, with Brandon and Zach, you know, you guys, you, you practice around the clock and then you kind of had the, that four to five hours on Sunday to kind of explode and, and go fast. Kind of TJ, you're saying you're slow during, during, <laughs> during your, your event, right? You're mentally slow. You know, I know football is, is exertion in, in little short bursts you know, eight to 10 seconds, man, I can only, I can't even, I mean, I've been on road trips before, but I can't even fathom being able to like hold your body in that position for an extended period of time and be slow with everything else fast going around you. 
I think what I think what ends up happening is like you just get super like present. You get like completely in the moment. It's like it's full flow state, like anything else, you know, and like time right, slips yeah, away. Yeah. And like the thing is you have to be super precise, like on the racetrack. It's like you gotta be assassin like precise. There's no margin for error. So you have to be there every moment. Like your head has to be there. The, the race car is like just it's an extension of your body. Every movement that you do is like interesting. Yeah. You know, it, it changes the way the car goes over the bump or like turns all the stuff. So you have to be present with it the whole time. And driving the car on the limit means like, yeah, it's every moment the car, that's as fast as it can go, you know? Like, so, so it's an intense thing to do it for not only a lap, but then like 40 minutes, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like right, the craziest, right. craziest like sprint almost. So it's like, you have to kind of control yourself, you know, temper yourself. I mean, excuse my weak analogy, but it's almost like riding a bull for like an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that's that's where my how fast are you going? <laughs> um, in the Porsche, it's like yeah, it's one seventy ish. Um, but like doing like doing for how one, long? An hour? How long is a race? Yeah, like forty minutes. Forty oh, minutes. Okay. There's other races that's like crazy. the Baja races that we do. Those races are like thirty. Thirty hours. And oh man. Yeah, thirty those hours. Those, yeah, 30 those hours. are those enduro races. Yeah, it's it's the Baja One Thousand, so it's a oh, thousand crazy. mile race. So it just you know oh, it depends on the discipline. Yeah. I, yeah, I had a question about the, like the NASCAR racing, and I, I'm pretty sure I should have I could Google this, but I wanted to hear from your perspective. <laughs> why do they only drive turning left? Like, why not go like turn right? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think they just I think they did it for the for the fans. It was like a stadium kind of way of racing uh, and they can just race in front of a crowd, you know? Um, and so like, that's how it started. So they, they've kept it going. It's part of the tradition of it. Um, but they're starting to do gotcha. like more road course racing and it's, it's like the best that those cars on a road course is just like, it's, it's, those cars are so hot. It's another thing you don't think about is like, I didn't realize it. Like in an open wheel car, you're all exposed and it, it's nice. When right. you're in a car, these cars are completely stripped out. There's no AC. You're literally just cooking in there. Uh. Like when we were racing in Austin <laughs> uh, a couple months ago, it was like it was 110 at the track. So in the car it was like 140, almost 150. And like doing oh, a 40 minute race in that, you just you get baked. Like your your brain is at like a level that it's like it, it, your skin's crawling. You know, you're just you're heated yeah, up sure. and like it's hard it's tough well i think you know that that's a beautiful segue into my next question and my next question is basically based off of how we do things here at sage elite we really focus on the mental emotional physical and spiritual realms mm. and so speaking of your brain and, and you know your thoughts being baked how do you operate within that mental realm within the car I know you said assassin like you said precise you, you know you're on top of it um I guess, can you, can you dive more into more of that mental thought process and maybe even the preparation yeah. to get to that mental thought process? I think it's, it's like different for everybody. Um, like specific to, um, you know, I, I try to always visualize before I go out there. It's like something that's just routine for me. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, and so you want to get into a rhythm, but for me, I have to almost like push myself to be more aggressive. Like I need to push myself to be there. Whereas other drivers, sometimes they're like naturally like super aggressive. And so they need to tell themselves to like, take it easy, you know, chill a little bit. Like you're still going mm -hmm. fast, but you need to chill. So part of that is like getting into a space where I'm like, it's not driving angry, but it's like, there's an intensity to it. And I try to like visualize, push myself there. And then like, you kind of just focus up and, and go there. And like, I think probably one of the, yeah, one of the things I try to work on is I think it's inevitable that you're going to like get distracted. You know, it's, it's a long race. There's going to yeah. be lulls in it. There's energy. There's the same thing with like a football game. Like there's lulls in it. There's parts of it where all of a sudden you're starting you're not, to think of like, you're not like random at, shit. You're not you like know? looking at like, you're not like looking at yourself in the mirror and like, totally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <having right. time. laughs> as you pass somebody, you're like <laughs> <laughs> later. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's... Hey, TJ, I got a question. Yeah. I was going to say, um, like, what's going on? Like, what do you think about when you're racing? Like, do you have a strategy? 
like you and your team came up with a strategy to win. Like what's going get on? Get to the front. Like in your mind when you're racing, like before. Oh, just get to the front. To the but front. that's everybody's goal, though. Like everyone's trying to get to the front. Like, right, right, right. Is there a certain strategy? Nah, it's a sprint race. What the racing that I'm doing is like a sprint race. It's a 40 minute sprint race. There's no pit stops. So it's kind of like it's a oh. high intensity race and. The faster that you can get to the front pack, the better chance you're going to have at winning. So, like, the strategy is usually always, like, get a good start and, like, don't crash. But also, like, take, you know, like, attack, attack opportunities. And then I, I think yeah, you got to be strategic in the way you pass people. That's, like, that's, that's where the chess match is. You got to, you know, it's... Okay. Yeah. yeah. Trying to find your line and stick to it. and Yeah. And you can trick people into... It's like it's almost head games. Like you can trick people into defending a little bit that throws them off their line and it just creates opportunities, you know? You said that you have to kind of prepare yourself or, you know, you seem like a very relaxed dude, a chill guy. So with everything else going around you, you kind of have to kind of get yourself to like get fast kind of mm -hmm. or to prepare to kind of compete at that level, right? Yeah. I know yeah. Brandon and Zach, I know that you guys probably had your own routines too of getting prepared yeah. to go into that arena. What's your what's your prep look like? Yeah, what's your pregame routine? Um, <laughs> is that like warm up style or or like Yeah, prep? like what do you do? Like, yeah, like, like mean, what do you do to get you going and get you in that zone? I, I always like to ask the the, 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 the 24 hours before. Yeah. 24 okay, 24 hours. hours. Um, I think it's yeah. like at night that you gotta, you gotta detach from the thing a little bit and it's hard to, but it's like, go get dinner. Like usually it's going to be a carb load situation, you know? And then mm -hmm. it's like, and it's just, it's a good meal. It's a hearty, it's whatever makes you feel good. And then, you know, the next morning, like you try to just get good sleep. That's what I always try to focus on a race weekend. It's like, it's hard. Everything's like super busy. You got other obligations, but Getting eight hours, mm -hmm. just like, especially in, in racing and I'm sure football too, it's like reaction time is so big. Reaction time is like right. really crucial. It's like if you lose out on sleep, like that's reaction time that's just lost. Like you can't make yeah. it up, you know? So I, I try to focus on that. And then before I do, I, I throw the football. That's like the best thing for me is just like, oh, shit. Yeah, there you go. Toss, you know, it's like a little pitch and catch. Like just got to do it. I think it's good with like just, you know, catching something like hand-eye coordination, it's all in it. And then I do like a breathing exercise. Bro, listen, I I, I've had some of my best therapy sessions throwing a ball. Really? Yeah. That. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, it's, it's really, especially working with kids, like they really like to play catch and dude, they, mm. they get, they get there. So no, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Sorry. Um, Just agreeing with you. Yeah. 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 And then I, I do a little bit of like a breathing exercise too. I think that's what puts me into the more like uh, aggressive head state like that pumps me up a little bit is like doing the breathing, the breathing. I mean, did you, let's kind of focus on that breathing component there. Um, that we're all about focusing on the breath. We understand the importance of the breath. What's that breathing routine look like for you? Well, it's like, I do it. I always do it when I'm strapped in the car. Cause you kind of like, you, you have to get in the car, like usually like half an hour before you're actually racing. You know, you go through the different yeah. like, sta staging and like you're in pit lane and then the, yeah. it's all the stuff they're introducing. So like, you're kind of like just strapped in and you're like, you've cooled down by that point. You're just like waiting. Um, and so it's like, yeah, I feel like that, that's really where <laughs> stuck in traffic, Yeah, <laughs> completely in traffic. You're just like, like your mind will just go places. And, and so like, instead of doing that, I just try to like, I'm in the car, I'm already strapped in. Like, I'll just do the breathing and like, it's easy to just focus on the breath. You know, it's like, I'm not yeah. going anywhere else but here. And, and then I'll do some visualization. Uh, do you do like any specific like breathing routines or anything like that? Um, it's like, like, a, like box breathing or like four, seven, eight, anything like that. I mean, I everybody I has know. these different approaches. Like, you know, everybody does their own thing. Um, I think I do. It's like Wim Hof breathing, which is, okay. I, don't, yeah. I don't know what it. Yeah. Oh, you guys know Wim Hof? The, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, where I, I really like a lot of Wim Hof's, uh, cold plunge, you know, cold <laughs> therapy, you know, for resetting the brain. I absolutely mm -hmm. believe in that. I tell a lot of people, man, calm down, go hold ice, <laughs> go hold two things of ice in your hands and just squeeze them until they turn to water <laughs> and just breathe. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. So wow. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. I find, find his to like be like, there was one where you can kind of like charge yourself up, you know, and you like hold and squeeze it up it's like mm -hmm. 
does yeah, something. Flexing and releasing the muscles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tensing and releasing. So, uh, I got a question. Yeah. What about road rage? Emotionally going into the <laughs> emotional. Realm. I mean, I mean, you know, some dudes Hard. on your ass. I mean, that's the one I can't stand when people are on my ass. I know I'm in a race, but still give me some space, bro. <laughs> like road rage <laughs> on the track. Yeah. It's real. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, don't. Yeah. I mean, it has to be, I mean, you see all these videos of, of the, the drivers fist fighting each other after they wreck, yeah. you know, emotions are high in that, in those cars, the yeah. temperature's hot, you know, come on. It's just, everything is intensified. All your emotions are at like, everything's out of 10, you know? And yeah. like, you just, especially if you're caught up in it too. Oh my God. Road rage is a thing for sure. And, uh, and do you get caught up in it, TJ? Uh, I try not to. <laughs> I try not to. There's, there's been a couple <laughs> times where it got the best of me. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple. Like, what, like what's one reason? What like what's one reason to get you like uh, like pissed off? Like what's like what's something that got to you one time and your emotions got the best of you? I mean, you it was like sharing? it was uh, yeah. This car this year, I got taken out like three different times by him. And oh wow, oh man. Yeah, and it was just like, I was like, yo, if I, like, if I see, because his car was green, it was just like this green, obnoxious, it was like, if I see What do you green mean green? What does that mean? Oh, like green? Like the color green? The color green, like on my car, like, oh, okay. you're going to find the fence, like, you're going to find, you're going to find the <laughs> fence. So. Rub, yeah. Hey, I, hey, I, from, uh, you know, the movie Days of Thunder, totally. according um, to that, Rubin is racing. Rubbin is racing. What's Rubbin? What's that, that mean? Is, is, is that true? Rubbin Fender. Rubbin's yeah. racing for sure. For sure. Oh, Rubbin. Rubbin's racing. Yeah. Rubbin's like, racing. On, like on someone's ass. Up yeah. on someone's ass, grinding on their side. That's Packing racing. The fender. You know yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what do you guys do to to prepare to uh, like before before a game? As uh, much as like what you do, like you know, for me, I know game days. It was all about nutrition, what I'm putting in my body the night before, the mm-hmm. morning of. Uh, make sure I have that fuel for the games. It is, you know, a physical three hours of you know, bang bang, running around, all of that stuff. Um, and, you know, I get to the stadium real early, probably like you know, two or three hours before the game. Usually, and especially on away games, they have like different buses, so they have the early bus. You know, they don't have like another bus would get there like maybe like a like an hour or two before the game they have the late bus which you know you'll get <laughs> Bostic, you're on the late bus weren't you yes sir <laughs> I, i'm getting early i got i got to get on the field i got to you know get the terrain the smell the the surface the fans and i got i got to be immersed in the atmosphere to get myself ready and then you know it's all about you know, maybe getting in the cold tub, going out on the field, kind of, you know, running around, trying to get, you know, get my body prepared for, you know, the game. And then, you know, it's, it's up from there. That's crazy. My routine was way different from Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I, was the, I was always on the last bus come to the stadium. <laughs> um, so you, you just go right into it. I hear you talk about your pregame. I go right into it. Like, pregame meal, I never even ate. I never ate pregame meals. I like I just popped an Adderall. Like I wake up in the morning, pop an Adderall, <laughs> drink a shake. I'm going to the stadium on the last bus. I was so relaxed. I was just I was just chilling. But like an hour before the game, I would have to hype myself up, TJ. Mm. Like because I was like you. Like I'm just a relaxed person. Like I'm chilling. Like I'm not trying to hurt nobody. But I had to like really hype myself up and psych myself up to get into this mind. You're going like, into battle. I always tell people like a di- yeah like a different character. I had to go into this fucking put this costume on. Mm-hmm. And really turn into a different person. So that's really when I turned it on. Like, I didn't go out to warm up early. Like, I was last at everything. But, like, an hour before the game, <laughs> I could flip that switch for sure. Once my Adderall kicked in, like, I was a fucking monster. I could do whatever I wanted to do for that's at hilarious. least four or five hours. <laughs> <laughs> so you're more you, you're more of a helicopter approach. Zach's more of the airplane approach. <laughs> to yeah. approach and land. And <laughs> Two totally different approaches. But... Definitely now, like if I was playing now, I'd definitely have a way better routine. Like I would definitely have a, um, like a more um, healthier routine than <laughs> like what I was doing when I was playing. <laughs> TJ, do you have different routines for different types of races? And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I know that, you know, different durations and, you know, different cars. I know that all kind of pre- plays a factor in that mental and emotional state. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's hard to plan for uh like a race race start mm-hmm. because 
it's so like, you can't predict what's going to happen, you know, but, the, but the, the good thing is like in a, in like Carrera cup is what I race in. Like it's a 40 minute race and you can kind of like, you know, the strategy, you know, the track, like there's a lot you already know about okay. when we do desert racing. That's like super unknown. It's so it's, it's like, you almost have to like clear your mind and just like be open to whatever's about to happen, you know, because like we didn't pre-run. So we don't like know what's coming up. We have a GPS, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's slow. It doesn't load. It always like loses connection. You know, it's like, you just got to mm. like follow the trail and charge. And like, it's the exact opposite of what I do on the track. Cause like everything is like, it's all like very analytical and you like scientific, you review data, you like right. really get into the details <laughs> Yeah. in the desert. It's like those Absolutely. details do not matter at all. There's so much terrain out there to cover like it's all about just pace and like so you just got to like change your mind and be open i, I feel like in desert races you got to be open to like the whole thing 250 miles of like so, whatever that's gonna throw at me right i mean i mean there in in correct me if i'm wrong there's there's two drivers in that car and you guys rotate back and forth correct yeah we so yeah the co-driver will usually run with us and then we'll we'll like at a pit stop throw in another two guys and then okay, you kind of just like we usually run with like four drivers and four co-drivers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that has to be intense for all four parties. And I also know when you break down out in the middle of nowhere, it's up to the four of you, right? Mm-hmm. To keep yeah. that, to keep that car moving. <clears throat> so that's a whole other component, um, you know, that is on top of being out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, we, we got stuck in the Baja desert overnight and like we were there, we were out there for like 15 hours and it was like, oh, oh man, it was, oh, it was like, <laughs> it, it turned into like a survival moment, you know? And we were like, totally not prepared yeah. for that. And we were actually lucky because yeah. we, we like, we put camelbacks like on the seat. And so you can just kind of like sip it while you race. But for whatever reason, it just like wasn't working, which I feel like always happens with camelbacks. But like, whatever, like, yeah. it just yeah. Yeah, I, I gave up on those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like. And, but it didn't work, luckily. And so when we broke down, we had like a full bladder of Camelback. And so we just like rationed it oh. the whole time. It was just like, it was ridiculous. And we, the thing is, like we're trying to fix the car for like that whole time too. Like, cause it's like, if we can fix it and get back, at least we can get, we were in a complete remote yeah. location, you know? And like, yeah. the only thing that could get to us is like another race car or like a chopper. That's it. So like, we right. just had oh, to <laughs> try to like, yeah. I don't know, tie a toe strap to like get the arm up. Cause we totally wrecked the right <laughs> front of the car. Like we were dragging it. Like we would, we'd make it like a couple feet. And then it was like the longest thing ever. Longest day I've ever experienced. How do you, uh, how do you decompress after all of that? After I all going, say. I mean, we talked about how you prepare to enter. Uh, how the hell do you prepare to en- exit that? Yeah, it's it's like a. Like how are you feeling after a race? Well, it's an adrenaline hangover for sure. Like. Oh man. Yeah, I didn't realize how much of of an adrenaline junkie I was until I went and raced Baja, and then it was just like, okay, yeah, this is. Yeah. What does the adrenaline hangover feel like? Um, I feel like it's just like it's even the anticipation. Like to people who don't know what that feels like. Well, I don't know. You, you might get it in for games too, like. There, it's almost like Saturday, there's a buildup, you know, like your energy levels oh. coming up, you, your body is getting ready to like go to battle, you know, and, and then on Sunday, it's like, there's more energy and there's more like, you know, you have this big task in front of you. And, and so like, I don't know, is there adrenaline in games? Probably definitely is. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I think, yeah, the next day, it's just like, you, you're almost missing it. Like life is so just like, there's nothing happening. And it's, it's like almost dull, you know, and you kind of just like, you, you have to reset. I, I live. Yeah. That's why I live like on a ranch now. Cause it's just like, I love the, the quiet pause, mm. you know, to just like get away from it. Yeah. Kind of, it, it sounds like it's like almost like a complete crash and burn almost. And mm-hmm. you have to kind of regenerate. Do you, do you sleep long after that? Do you, do you replenish the nutrients and, and then like food coma it in crash and burn and <laughs> replenish while you sleep? Like, you know, a lot of people enter it differently. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, it's not, not healthy, but like a whiskey is like great, you know, on a okay. Sunday. <laughs> 
just ease yeah. your way into yeah, it yeah. and then get some sleep like as much as you can. I feel like it, it's, I can't that well. I don't know why it's like, maybe you're just like used to that hit of adrenaline or something. And then it's not there. It's kind of, it's, it's weird. Um, and yeah. then, yeah, you just kind of roll back into it. I feel like the easiest way is to just like go for a run and like fight through it. You know, I don't know if that's right. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Well, listen, there's no, there's no right or wrong. I think, you know, that's how you, that's how you in your body have developed that system to, to kind of relax after you've just, mm. you know, really utilized a lot of energy. I think, um, you know, understanding, can you kind of switch it up here? Can you kind of, uh, you know, explore or explain, um, what the physical toll is of racing on the body? But I wanted to, I these wanted guys to really, want to know. You are sure. locked in that position for a very long time. And I know for me, sitting for a long time, it's like my body feels like, all right, we got to move. We got to move. So I can only imagine how that is sitting in the car for, you know, long periods of time. That's painful. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like the back. My back is, yeah. yeah, that's the whole thing. And then the neck too. And, and I'm tall. Like I'm a taller guy. How tall are you, TJ? 6'2". Uh, like I'm tall for a driver. I'm not that. Oh. <laughs> how tall are drivers like how t like what like, like what's their height usually uh i feel like it's more like horse jockey like average five 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 eight five ten ish oh wow okay yeah okay. Uh, so you have to get a bigger car or what tj like no a different no they don't like make anything differently it's just oh, like really? you just gotta fit uh, <laughs> you're <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> knees up and everything so, so you like... get like no knee stall or what no knee pain uh, uh, yeah. I mean, like when I crashed, yeah, like <laughs> my knee hit okay. the dash, which I think yeah, I got taken, I got taken wow. out at this Toronto street race this year. And like, it was, it wasn't like, I didn't hit my head on anything. Like that was all good. It was just my knee. When I hit the concrete wall, like my knee hit the, the, uh, the dash. And it was like, I felt like, oh, like I felt like it was bruised jam. on the inside of my knee, you know, mm. painful. Uh, TJ, what you do for your body? You lift weights? Or, I know you say you like running, you like uh, going for runs. Like, what do you do for your body? Like, yeah, you I, like think, I think it's like I try to just keep it moving, you know? Like, it's either hiking or running or, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever I can do, push-ups. And there's some specialized, like, exercises you can do. Like, the neck stuff is pretty good for a driver just because you have so uh, much, like, G-force, you know? And, like, you just mm -hmm. – if you're not used to it, like – it'll really take its toll. And like after a couple of days, like you can't even fight it like through a corner and it's like, you can't even think. Mm -hmm. So it really helps to train the, the neck muscle. Um, and then it's yeah. also like, yeah, I'll go ahead. Well, yeah, the, it's also like breaking is like the brake pedal. You got to like smash the pedal. So it's like, it's a lot, you got to like train, uh, leg strength and like core and all that. Mm -hmm. It's just like holding yourself mm -hmm. in there. Does it make a difference, like if you're a better athlete or not? Like if you're, like like like, does that make the, does that make a difference in racing? I think like, uh, the more conditioned skill. person, yeah, like the more conditioned driver. Yes and no. Oh, okay. Yes and no. That's a good question. Um, hmm. I think you have to be in pretty good shape, but I don't. I don't think that it ultimately like it will determine the winner. You know, it, yeah, because some people. People, right some people like there's probably like they're better like they're mentally stronger so even if maybe they're depleted a little bit like they're just gonna fight through it and like keep it going and uh. but yeah i think if you have to be at a certain level to just not be like so depleted halfway through the race you know um uh, okay yeah. yeah but there is a training there there is like a you have to be like almost in racing shape it's like holding this like pretty high intensity for 40 minutes or an hour, however long the race is at the end of it. Yeah. 30 minutes, you're going to be pretty worked, you know? And like the, the more yeah, that you right, can be yeah. ready for that is like, it's going to, it's going to help you, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you, you have to be up into that physical shape, at least to be able to hold yourself in the car and being able to go around the turns and stuff like that to, to a certain point to actually be able to climb the ranks too. Yeah. And, right. and stay com and stay composed. Yeah, interesting. Do you ha now? Do you have um, a personal trainer? Do you do you do all? D 
does your team provide you with one? Do you and your dad kind of focus it and keep it kind of more homegrown? How do you, how do you, how do you approach that? Um, I did, I've had various trainers like through my career. And so now mm -hmm. I just kind of like, I use, mm -hmm. I use like a mixture of like what's worked for me, you know, like what, what I've done in right. the past that mm -hmm. like I, I saw results from and just kind of like stay on that. You know, I try to keep it pretty simple and like just doing it is, is good, you know, and I'm sure I need to get more like practiced at it. Cause that's like the next, for sure. That's the next component of it is like, you know, being able to stay focused for a two or three hour race. Um, you got to train for that. Like, you know, and, and right. not like physically, but mentally too. Like I have a simulator so I can like, I can train for an hour and like drive because the mental aspect of it is, is so big. It's like you're processing so much so long. You have to practice it, you know? Um, so yeah, it's like this combination yeah. of like you work out and then you go sim and then you like go back and forth. That's like your practice day. Like you go work out and then you go drive. Like you, that's like your training for the day or like week, how many times a week do you do that? Well, yeah, you can't really, or like you, you practice every day or what on the sim. I probably do it a couple times a week, three or four times. Um, but like, it's, yeah, like getting on track, it, it doesn't happen all the time. Like that's a different thing about like practicing and racing versus like, um, football or basketball or something where you can, you can pick up a ball every day, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's expensive like race to practice car. racing, isn't it? So expensive. Oh, it is. It's so, so expensive. Oh, for the gas. <laughs> Obviously the gas and the crew. So you have to like really be strategic tires, with your practices. Tires, engine, oh, every, yeah. something's going to break. Always does. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's going to cost money. It's expensive. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, being able to actually practice true to the sense of racing has to be super expensive. Mm. Yes. Uh, yeah. TJ, so growing up, like you didn't play in those sports? I did. I, I played football and basketball and like, um, yeah, like it, I played, I played them through high school. Like it was, you know, like all of a, I, Oh, you I, played high school football? Yeah. Yeah. I was oh, a receiver. position you play. Uh, uh oh, oh, here, nice. uh -oh here, hey. here comes the questions, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your number? <laughs> 15. So when did you figure out like football, like when did you figure out like football wasn't for me? Like, let's go to racing. Like when did you start uh, to take that serious? Yeah. I mean, like my 40 times was like, this isn't, this isn't going to work <laughs> out for me. <laughs> I mean, you're from California, right? Yeah. Yeah, and like people are running it like they're throwing down four fours and four threes. It's just like this isn't this isn't gonna work out for me. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna go drive. I'm gonna go drive. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I was like a receiver on a wing. Went tee from running that. back to tight end. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, he's a wing T receiver. Yes. Oh, he definitely wasn't getting no love. I know. I know. <laughs> I get thrown to like five times a game, so it's like I'd better catch it. Yeah, probably a slant route or a Always. vertical. <laughs> slant and like a get. fake slant. Flag. So TJ, were you were you racing while you were participating in those sports too? Like I'm I mean I'm I'm assuming since your dad was a racer and he was the go kart guru, right? And you know, people knew him for that. Um yeah, I was doing both. I would I would like I try, that was the thing is like, I'd still do the games. And then like, if there was a conflict, I, I just wouldn't go race. Um, so I kind of tried to do it like out mm -hmm. of season and everything. Um, but then, yeah, like it was like after high school, it was just like, I mean, I love racing. This is what I want to do. There was, there was no question, you right. know, and it was obvious. TJ, I you have any, uh, do you get any concussions playing football? I don't know if, uh, like for sure there was never like a diagnosed one, but there was definitely some times where. Uh helmet to helmet and like you know i saw green and there was stars and like it, it was mm -hmm. painful uh, you know it's not like good what about like getting tackled like what about getting tackled versus wrecking your car i know that sounds mm -hmm. crazy but you can't compare it but like how does that kind of is like how can you compare those two yeah like getting hit really hard kind of is the same feeling yeah i haven't really, oh, really? thought about that yeah yeah because it's yeah. an impact you know, That's what right. I was thinking. I know you said it's, you reckon it's like your blunt body. force trauma, right? Right to the yeah, body. Exactly. Right to the body. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. It feels like you get hit. Like, yeah. Like, do you get concussions in obviously racing? You get concussions. Like, is that like a diagnosed thing? Like, yeah, I have not racing. I got a concussion or what? Is it like, 
not really yeah. strict. Like, what's the deal with that? No, they they do a bunch of like concussion testing because it's like. Um, so they they have concussion protocols too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a pretty common injury in racing because it's like you have this like roll cage oh, really? around you, and it's like it's pretty close to everything. It's supposed to protect you, but when you hit the wall and right. like. It's not how fast you're going. It's how quickly you stop. And so like that, all that force, you just... Oh, shit. I never thought about that. You hit the metal. I never metal. thought about that. You my stomach hurt, TJ. Yeah. Yeah. All your organs, <laughs> everything. Yeah. It's not about how fast you're going. It's how fast you stop. Yeah. So, TJ, so say like you get in a wreck, like and you're like, Jared, like do you try to like snap back in it? Like, like what's going on in your head when you get in? Like, I, I know I sometimes like you can't keep going or sometimes you keep going. Or, yeah. Like, say you hit your head, you keep going or what? I mean, I haven't had that, luckily, where it was that big of contact. Oh, nice. I, I have where I've gotten, like, hit so hard, like, my helmet, like, fell down, like, over my face, which was, like... Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, no, from the back, and it was just, like, boom! Like, you feel that all through your neck and stuff. But, no, I haven't had, like, a, a big one, but my sponsor, he had a couple, like, gnarly wrecks, and it wasn't... It was him hitting the roll bar. That was the problem. Oh. And like you have a helmet on and everything, but you hit this metal thing at that speed. And it was like once he had a couple, it was like he couldn't race anymore because it was just like if you get one more of these, like it, it's going to be bad. You know? Do you have a mouthpiece in or what, TJ? Mm-mm. I don't. Do I have a mouth guard? Thought about it. That'd be inter- I would definitely have it, especially driving. I would want, because I, I clenched my teeth bad. So it'd be yeah. interesting. Like, I, I think I kind of do too. <laughs> you play football. Dude, you better get well, a mouth guard. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, I, I almost want to. I, I probably need one. Zach, I wanted to tell you, I almost need a mouth guard for when I'm lifting, dude. I'm starting to like. Uh, you, you can actually do that. That's showing. Uh, you know, I think, like you said, prove your strength by like you know 10 percent or something like that, just what? so you can like exert the force through great. Uh, DJ, you never thought about that? Try uh, try racing. It probably be hard on your breathing. I imagine though. But don't yeah, I mean you're breathing and are you in communication with your with your crew too while you're racing? Yeah. Yeah. You're plugged in on the radio. Yeah, so you're you're in, So you yeah. can't have a mouth guard in, huh? I th- well as long as you could talk. Like maybe I feel like I'm pretty sure you could talk with a mouthpiece, man. I uh. I couldn't. There's no way. <laughs> while going hundred and seventy miles an hour? What the hell? No way. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm like trying to push it out of my mouth and then trying to take a hand off the wheel to push it back into my mouth. Like it would be like a safety concern. I think it would be a safety concern. (laughs) They had like custom molds. And I still got mine from my playing days to this day. They got like custom molds. So it's not like, it's not like distracting when you put it in. It just form right right into the teeth and gums Mm -hmm. and you can talk pretty clearly. I haven't worn a mouth guard in a long time. I like dip my shit in the hot water. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mark, you know what's funny? Yeah, it's the old school way, man. Totally. Mark, you know what's funny? Like when I first when I first retired, like um, and just noticing, like I noticed, I always clenched my teeth. Like mm-hmm. playing football, I always had like a mouth guard in, like like so I had to really focus on unclenching my jaw because I always. Yeah. Walk around like I got a fucking mouth guard in, like ready. Well, to I mean, if you if you can on. tell, I, I mean, that. a lot of us. A lot of us don't understand how much stress we actually carry in our jaw. If you take a moment here and you just kind of just hang your jaw, I and like you let that. let that st- stress kind of like roll off of your shoulders. Yeah, TJ's doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean, like we actually carry like all our thoughts and our emotions kind of like uh-huh. we, it brings it up when we're like, oh, like we're just trying to get through the day, and a lot of stress resides in the jaw. The sure, TJ, I got another question. So, like, what is your team telling you, like? Like in the headphones, are they like cheering you on or like telling you strategy, like relax? Oh, really? (laughs) You can only go fast as the car let you, though. That's all you got? (laughs) Oh, really? No, no, no. They're good. Um, Like, yeah, I think they'll they'll try to just like, um, you know, there's a lot of like, if somebody's quicker than you, there's strategy in it. Like, you know, so so they're like trying to. There's a head game that's coming up in, in like five laps if you have this pace, you know. So like if you can run this, uh, you're gonna be here. And so they've already calculated it and they try to you know give you that. But there's there's only so much strategy they they can give you because it's it's like a sprint race, you know. The, the and you talking one, back to them or what? Yeah, I try. I'm not the best at radio communication. Oh really? Like, yeah. Oh, you're not talking. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not you, like you isolate in there. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, you isolate you isolate in that cage, like, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Is so that you, a don't, thing? you don't really communicate a lot. No, no, I, no. I mean, of course, I'm a clinician, and I like to use those words. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I would just you know, uh, I mean, you know, you're more so kind of just like taking in data and taking in information rather than communicating and having a conversation. I almost wish that like I could just, without having to press a button or something, like I could just talk and like say it right away and be done. Because like just mm. even like press like going and pressing a button like kind of takes me out of it for a second. And I know I can get back in it. Right. I just don't, I don't like doing it. Yeah. Like see, out of your zone? Like you stay well, in your see, flow? Like stay in your flow, stay in your zone? Yeah. That's yeah. something I didn't expect. I, I mean, I, I'm a, I mean, I like watching people race, but I never assumed that you had to actually push a button to communicate on your mic. I thought it was just a live feed the entire time. It and probably when you should would be. Stop talking. You know what I mean? It should just be, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I don't well, know. Actually, That's what I had assumed that, you know, when it, when, you know, looking at that, like, of course, I'm, I'm I'm speaking more so like NASCAR when they have like the in the car camera footage. You know what I mean? There should probably Excuse be. I mean, questions. an open <laughs> an open mic would be it'd be great because like the yeah the stuff we would hear would be so good, so juicy. Because that probably <laughs> so much stuff that's said it's like you don't want to be heard. You know? <laughs> right, but that'd be yeah, exactly. great. That'd be great if the series did that. It would just wreck. That's kind of like they. Like how they do it mic'd up in the NFL. I'm pretty sure they got yeah. tons of wild stuff that they just don't broadcast. <laughs> you know so is they it just do. mic'd up? It's do. like open mic the whole time? Yeah, they want a mic the entire time. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, there's even there's okay. clips of uh, Lamar Jackson going around going, "Hey, I'm mic'd up. Don't talk yeah, to me I'll, today. I'll Don't talk to yeah. me. I'm mic'd up." That's how I was on the. That's <laughs> how I was every week. Like if you was mic'd up, you had to tell people like, "No, I'm mic'd up," because people be talking crazy. You saying some crazy shit. You don't want to be get caught slipping on a mic. Yeah, totally. Talking to your homeboy and he mic'd up. It's <laughs> great. I'm wearing I'm wearing a wire. Right? So I think. <laughs> yeah. So, so TJ, um, you know, the other component that we really focus on at Sage Elite is, is the spiritual realm, really. And, and, and really how we can, uh, you know, how do we operate within that spiritual realm in regards to our ritualistic behaviors, our consistency and dedication to our, our self-love and self-care? Um, if you don't mind, uh, you know, um, how do you operate within that spiritual realm? Are you an active participant? Do you do a daily practice And that? I mean, in that could be anything to prayer meditation to, you know, um, to be honest with you, lifting weights is a meditation and become, it, it makes you in my eyes, it, it makes you get closer to the, your, the spiritual form of your creator, you know? Um, mm. so I guess, you know, Explore that realm with us. How do you operate within that realm? Um, I think, like, I u- usually use hiking as, like, my, like, church, you know? I feel like yes, on Sunday or something. I really like it because it's so, it's just, you can kind of just embrace it, you know, enjoy the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I meditate. I try to do that on, you know, as, as much as I can, semi-regular basis. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, I feel like lately my spiritual practice has just been like trying to trust in the guides and, and the process, you know, and like the guides are there and like, you just got to be present with it. And, and, you know, through meditation or life's ups and downs opportunities, like you kind of just try to, I've been trying to listen, you know, listen to the signs. Um, and that's been, that's been like my latest thing this year. (laughs) Speaking my language, TJ. I mean, you know, the number one goal that we need to to really operate within is just staying open, staying as open as possible to whatever message we may receive and whatever experience or educational experience that we may receive. And so, yeah, I mean, hiking is where I found, you know, my creator. That's where I connect. That's where I really try to get everyone else to experience that um, and and get them yeah. up there. Even tomorrow, I'm getting ready to go up um, to do a nice hike, and boy, it's snowing up there, and so oh, I can't it's wait. Snowing that's, and, that, that's when I. Oh, well, um, we actually had um, we got like three inches last night, but I'm where I'm going. I'm going up Iessa's Park. I'm doing the Twin Sisters Trail, so that's we're going to be getting up to like oh. around twelve thousand feet and stuff like that, and it's all. Oh, you hike that. No, that sounds. Are intense. you California hiking? California, hiking. <laughs> California, California hiking. hiking. Different hiking. 
Yeah, well, no, I, that's I, to be honest with you, that's that's where that's where the creators are up above eleven thousand feet. There's like it's a totally different world. Dang. TJ, what's your favorite hike? Uh, I did I did Half Dome this year, Half Dome at Yosemite. Oh, you did? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That was that was cool. We were lucky to like get the permits to go on the cables, and like it's intense. Okay. You're not ready for like. Yeah, I've never I've, I've never done it. I've How seen pictures, but yeah. Too long, way too long. Like, it was such a long day. We, <laughs> left, <laughs> we we left camp at like seven a.m. and didn't get back until we didn't get back to camp until ten p.m. and we were like we were uh -oh. hiking the oh, whole no. damn time. Nah. That's what I'm talking no, about. Nah, yes, sir. Yeah. Mark loved that type of stuff. You know, that's, <laughs> what yeah. did you feel like mentally leaving there, TJ? That was how you feel? It was frustrating. It was very frustrating. It was just oh, like, frustrating. <laughs> there were so oh. many steps. Yeah, I know you had to get like twenty, thirty thousand in. I know that. It was crazy. It was like forty-five, forty-five thousand yeah, or something. Oh wow. man, ridiculous! Yeah, that's now that's a day. That's a day so, right there. And it's like when did you miles. do this, TJ? It was in the summer, and it was like it's eight miles of like this past summer. Up. Yeah, it was it was like August. Oh shit! It was recent. Oh. Um, oh nice. And it's like eight miles, like going up though, and. You're like exhausted by the time you get there, and then you have to do the dome, and it's like you go up the the round part of it, and it's like they have cables on the side of the mountain that they've like staked into the ground, and then you just like you go up it like a ladder. It's the craziest thing because like both ways, it's just like you're gonna fall for a long death. time. Yeah, death. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, super death. Like death. you wouldn't do it again. I probably would. I probably would. Oh, you would. Okay, would. there you go. Yeah, Mark, yeah, go with him, Mark. I, I, I'm all about that. Um, I, <laughs> you, know, you know, TJ, we 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 get athletes that come out and visit us here in Colorado, and Brandon and I, Zach, you weren't there this time, but uh, Brandon and I, we we took uh, a group of players through Rocky Mountain National Park. Big boys, too, TJ. <laughs> Big boys, like six three, two fifty at least, all of them. <laughs> How far and we did, did you have to we go? did a nice uh, it was about seven mile a seven mile hike um, right. and tell them the weather and it was, but it was it was nice and beautiful out, but there was a bunch of snow on the trail, so uh -huh. every step you took it was it was high knee fellas crunch, high knees fellas <laughs> Brandon, Damn. tell them what you how you felt on that hike that shit it felt like TJ it felt like football training camp. Like was so, it was so hard. Like really? <laughs> I've never been pushed to the point to where I wanted to quit, but I couldn't quit because I'm in a mountain. Like, like what am I gonna quit? Am I gonna quit on myself? Who the fuck is gonna pick me up? So I'm right, like, and you're just walking. Either I'm gonna quit going, or I'm gonna stop bitching. Yeah, like either I'm gonna quit going, or I'm gonna stop bitching. Like I'm like fuck it, let's go. So I finally got to the point. I'm like one step at a time, one step at a time. Yeah, so, hey, you're at really at that. That's the only way. Like you said, I. I had to like be present or I was going to like quit. Yeah. Like I was, I was ready to give up. Like I, I was Dang. really pushed to that point. Like, so the snow really makes it. This like, shit was crazy. Horrible. Well, yeah. I mean, if you don't, I mean, and the incline have, of it, elevation of it too. It wasn't just the snow. It was just a hard hike in general too. It was a hard mm -hmm. hike, you know, but mm -hmm. that, I think that's the beauty of it. And I think that's what I find in hiking. And I'm sure that's what you find in it is that, there's a little bit of grind to it. You know what I mean? There's, you know, it, it is a workout. It's, it's a beautiful experience. Yeah. We're going to skip through the meadow emotionally and see beautiful views and it's going to be great, but you're going to really, you're going to, it's almost, it reminds me a lot of, you know, here, sorry for my football reference, but doing those 100 yard bear crawls, yeah. right? Where your coach exactly blows the whistle, like. you take off sprint and he blows the whistle. You do a bear crawl, he blows the whistle, you stand up, you take off sprint and you do like eight of those. And it's just like, you're going to grind like that. And a lot of people don't understand that grind about hiking. Mm -hmm. it, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's very similar because it's, it's internal. I remember when I was coaching football, it's like, you learn a lot about yourself when you're doing a bear crawl and there's like sweat dripping in your eye. Oh, yeah. and it's hot out and you don't want to fucking do it anymore. And your coach is bitching at you and you know, all your team's bitching at you too. Like oh, you learn God. a lot about yourself there in that moment. And it's very similar in hiking is like, you start to see the group spread apart. You start to see who, you know, you start to see yeah. whose body starts to slump down. You start mm -hmm. to see where it impacts it, you know, really great. Exactly. That shit was so hard, bro. I can only imagine, man. I, I I like the hike, but them long hikes, I I gotta warm up to that. Cause... <laughs> TJ, uh, uh, didn't you go to Grand Canyon? 
I haven't been yet. Uh, I, I want to go. I want to take a road trip. No, GCU. So, no, I'm talking about the school. Oh, I, I did do school online there. Yeah. Oh, you went online? Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was asking, did you, uh, have you done Camelback before? That's the only Camelback. reason I was asking. Okay, Camelback. I've heard about it. Pretty pretty good hike. Oh, you never done it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. It's like a hike that Zach's scared of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get him out there, I, though. This thing, I went up there before he did. <laughs> I did it before he did. Uh, this is like way back in 2015. We're talking about 2022. <laughs> so TJ, as we get ready to to wrap this up here, I really just wanted to, um, you know, where do you see yourself moving um, forward here in the next couple of months? What you got any big plans coming up for you here? Uh, well, we just got in the off season. And the race so, is coming up. Okay. Yeah, like. Like basically the, the racetrack stuff, I'll be, I'm, I'm done for the year and there might be one more desert race for the year. We'll see. Like might be in December. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like right now it's just trying to put stuff together for next year. Like every, every, uh, every off season for a driver is like for the most part really uncertain. And like, you got to try to find sponsors and put, put stuff together and just a lot of unknown. Wow, like so you have to make the- your own schedule type thing, TJ. Like you make your schedule, like you. You pick what yeah. races you want to do? Well, yeah, like pretty much the league that you want to be racing in and like kind of like you, p- you pick where you want to be at and then that's kind of the league you pick. And then, huh. and then yeah, try to like make it happen. Like get in it. You got to find the money yeah. to, to back you. And, and so there's a lot – like the offseason sucks, you know. It's like it's so stretched out. You have an agent, TJ? No agent. Just do, do my own thing. Oh, uh, so it's all yeah. you do on your own. Oh. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that's that's an that's another component of being an elite athlete. Where you're a race car driver, these two fellows here are former athletes. Where the off season is also very uncertain for a lot of football players too. Yeah. I see that's something that I see I would never associate. So I want to I want to take just a couple minutes. Yeah, what's your mind, like, 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 Are you nervous? Like, you know what I mean? What's the off season look like? I mean, are, you know, sure. is it is are you a free agent every off season? Is you have to treat every off season like a free agency? No, I mean, if if you get like, you know, if you if you kind of put something together in October or September, and it's like it's set in mm-hmm. stone, then you're good. You know, like you have a two year deal or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, a lot of the times the opportunities happen for a year and then kind of mm-hmm. assess and usually like too much money was spent, you know, it's all, it's always yeah. going to be that this is like the, the bottom the line and, yeah. and looking at what worked, what didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. TJ, so, can you get like, uh, like release in the middle of the season? Like not football, some players get cut. Like, is that a thing in racing? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Usually it comes from like crashes happening, you know, it's just like crash a car too many like, times like what so, happens like you, you gotta fix it many times yeah you crash you like wreck the car like you do you've wrecked the car like a couple times like it's it's a lot of money to put the car back together and it just puts the team in a bad spot so it's like that's really like you have to be fast and you have to be clean that's uh, what makes a good driver yeah I'd, I'd be released i'd be released by week six plus <laughs> <laughs> all sponsorships <laughs> Yeah, Rubin's, ra- Rubin's racing. Rubin racing is yeah. painted on the side. Get out of my way, <laughs> TJ. Did you see that? That um, I, I'm spacing on the race driver's name, a race car driver's name, but where he slung shot himself around the wall. As he yes, was trying, uh, it was, was on the, the last lap. I, that was pretty crazy. That was pretty smooth too. <laughs> That's the old slingshot. He was prepared yeah. to die. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm making that cut, dude. No matter what. <laughs> yeah, wow. it's insane. Mm-hmm. TJ, like, what's next for you? Like, are, like, are you at the top of like, are you at the top level where you trying to go? Or are you trying no. to get to NASCAR? Like, what's next? Yeah, like that's I, I'm open. I'm open to like wherever this thing takes me. I think what I wanted to do is race like 24 hours of Daytona, do Le Mans. Um, those are kind of like the natural steps to go if you're in sports car racing. Um, but, mm-hmm. but that's like long endurance races, you know, and right now the, the, the Porsche cup, Porsche cup series is cool. Cause it's just like, it's the sprint format and it's really easy to follow right. from like the fans perspective. I think some of those long races, they have different classes and stuff and it can get just like for, for the lay fan, it doesn't really make sense. You don't know where the race is. It's like, there's so many cars have been going for so long. It's so loud. It's just like confusing and tiring. Mm-hmm. I want to be here, but like the 40 minute race is cool. Cause it's just like, it's a battle, you know, who's in the lead. It's like, it's going to be, 
it's going to be fierce every lap. It's, it's like a street fight. So I, I know that yeah. I want to stay in that or at least try to put it together. Um, cause we're, we'll be racing with formula one next year for a couple races. Nice. So, nice. um, yeah, just, you know, we'll see, we'll see at this point. I know I'll be off-road racing. What's like the biggest differences between like racing NASCAR and F1? Like I'm, obviously Everything. the cars are different. Like what, like what's the biggest, like what's the difference between like Bubba Watts and then like, what's the guy that does F1? Like the Lewis. Um, yeah. Hamilton. Like what's the difference between those two guys? Yeah, Lewis Hamilton. So much. I mean, it is racing, but it's like it's completely different. It's almost like different sports. Like oh, it is. Yeah, it's it's like different disciplines, I guess. Um, maybe difference of like lineman and receiver. You know, ah. it, it it different skills. I I think like um, in in F one you have to be so precise and so consistent and like putting the car on the edge, like in NASCAR, those cars don't want to turn or break or stop or do anything, you know? <laughs> so like, they're so heavy. So it's like a totally different, like way to drive yeah. the car, you know? Uh, yeah. But I think that, I think the, the things about going fast are pr- all the same, you know, it's pretty simple. It's like, you just got to be the quickest person there, you know? Uh, what makes it like a, like a driver, like, like what's the difference between like, like, what makes a driver, like, elite, like, Bubba Watson? Like, there's guys, you know, like, what makes him, like, the best guys? What's the difference between the guys at the bottom and the guys at the top? There's probably, like, there's definitely talent there. And then it's... There's talent? Talent, for sure. There's talent. Is, is it, like, organizational What do you represent- mean by talent? Like, what talent is it in racing? In racing, like, it's, I like... Wanna, I don't really know. It's hard to explain, but um, it's, like, a, it's a feel thing, you know? It's, like, it's, it's when you see, like a running back or an athlete that's just like has this crazy sixth Uh, sense for like getting tackled. They can gyrate their body in this crazy way. That's just like, how do you even do that? You know, like people are able to do that Mm -hmm. with the car and things that are like uh, impossible to replicate at speed. Cause you're like doing this crazy thing at a hundred and whatever Mm -hmm. miles an hour. And it's like, it's like dancing with the car in this like super crazy way. And like, yeah, also putting the car on the limit is, like, sometimes pretty scary, like, in high-speed corners. So, like, if you have that feel, like, you're going to be faster than somebody else, you know? So, it's, like, if you can always have uh, that feel, that's what makes people better. And some people just have this natural inclination for that, you know? Like, like there's people, like, born to race. Like, you know, people, some people are born to play football. There's people born to drive. <laughs> maybe. I, I don't know. I, maybe, yeah, like, growing up and doing, like, driving stuff, too. Like, even, you know, dirt bike or whatever. Yeah. Uh. But I don't know. I've seen people because I did I like did just like coaching at the school and like random just people off, you know, they'd come in and just do a session and like random people would just have like a skill for it. And like I hardly even had to coach them and like they'd be doing it. And you're just like there'd be other people that come in and they like know about racing and they're totally like fans. And then they come in and it's like they got nothing like I can't Uh. it's not going to happen for you, you know. Like, uh, we can work at this. We'll work at it. But it's never going to happen. <laughs> you just ain't getting it. Yeah. I feel that. You just get it. Yeah. And then I think the other part is just, like, adversity. Like, the elite, there's some adversity or something that makes them special. That's able to, they're, they, yeah, they've, like, gone through it. They've fought through it. Just some adversity that, like. Some, some form of resiliency that carries them through. Like, do you have an example you can think of, TJ? Resilience. Um like what's, yeah, resilient? Like, like, what's a resilient driver? Maybe a driver that didn't have, like, any backing when they were younger. Like, financially? Like financially, like, very little. And they had to, like, sacrifice a lot. Like, Lewis Hamilton and his stories, it's kind of like that. Because he didn't have a ton of backing. He had enough for his dad to, like, help him do it. But he needed help, like, the whole way. And so, whenever he drove, he just drove to, like, because they sacrificed so much to be there. Like he didn't want to let his parents down, you know. He wanted yeah. to like yeah, he so would he had do a different like whatever he had a different it took. mindset when he was driving. Exactly, Hell yeah. he would make the most of it. Like he would do whatever it took to like make the most of it because they sacrificed so much. So like that instilled him in in him like super young, just makes him a different driver, you know. Hell it's yeah. like yeah, it, it it's it separates you from just somebody that's like doesn't have it, you know. Yeah, that's dope. That's awesome. 
Well, my man, TJ, it's been so awesome talking to you. I want to wrap this up here. I want to be mindful of your time. Dude, it's been so awesome. I'd love to have you I'm come so back. I'm so interested. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to sit here and ask you so many more questions, and it, you know, I want to be able to connect with you down the road too. So, um, you know, thanks for again sure. for coming on, TJ, and I wish you the best of luck this on this upcoming season. Thank you. I appreciate that. Stay yeah. safe. Drive fast, TJ. Drive <laughs> fast, thanks, guys. I want to see this uh, this this place in in Boulder soon too. It sounds like there's a lot of great stuff yeah. going on over there. A lot of great stuff coming up for us. And uh, yeah, dude, you always have an open invitation, VIP access. <laughs> That's Sorry. awesome. All right, my cool. Man. All right, dude. Till next All right, guys. time. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.